Let's look at the Everest. Uh, it's race seven at 4.15 local time on Saturday. Already this morning, James McDonald Simon told us uh, he'd prefer to have it soft or worse because it does take those horses out of the race that won't handle it. Who do you think leads? I think it's the perfect scenario for J-Mac this time. The times Eduardo's beaten Nature's Chip, he's had the chance to sort of stalk him, where on the weekend now Nature's Chip drawn to his outside Perfect barrier. It just allows James to get him in his free-flowing state. Eduardo's the quickest horse we have in the first sort of 100, 200 metres. So I think Nash leads. It's the grand final. I know Nature Ship has beaten him when taking a sit on him, but I don't think they've got any choice, really. Eduardo takes it up. Nature Strip lands outside. Who jostles for positions behind the speed is going to be interesting. I think Wild Ruler is in deep trouble. He's in deep trouble with a wet track. Regardless, mm. uh, you got embrace the loss and running in home affairs. I think they'll sort of jostle for those positions behind the speed. Classic Legend looks to get the perfect run on the map, and but I do think it's going to come down to the two up the front, Eduardo and Nature Strip. They look to be the the leading contenders, and the map looks great for them. Is there any belief that maybe the three year old could lead? could they, Les Bridge threw it out there yesterday. It was intriguing because you listen to Les, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he said maybe the three-year-old goes forward and takes it up from an inside draw with no weight. I think Les is, he's playing the old one-two there because if Home Affairs gets in a speed battle with Eduardo and Nature Strip, it just plays out beautifully for his big fella. Yeah. So I initially thought possibly he's got the barrier to do it. But as mentioned, Eduardo is just so fast early. Uh, and if Nash wants to lead, good luck. So I think they will want to lead there tomorrow. Mm. He was so good first up and second up, you know, he should improve again. So I think they'll want to find out and take luck out of the equation. And if they want to lead, as mentioned, he should get there pretty comfortably. What's your view on it, Dean? Yeah, look, Eduardo's the best barrier horse uh, in Australia and, and he's got the best barrier jockey in Nashville Willis. So I think he'll jump out and, and he should be able to get across and, and dominate, which I think is what he wants to do. I suspect they'll take a sit on home affairs. I think they'll, they'll sit third in the trail and, and Nature Strip will come across and stalk him and it'll be quite similar to the, to the TJ Smith in the autumn. So in your view, Dean, which ones do you take out given the soft ground or the heavy ground? Which ones do you rule out of winning the Everest? Uh, I, th I think the wet track, you know, assuming we're, we're talking about a, you know, a soft seven or worse, probably even a soft six or worse, I think, uh, you know, probably probably means trekking can't win. Um, Wild rule is completely out of play. Um, I don't, uh, uh, I don't think Libertini can handle any sort of wet going either. Um, and I think it makes it difficult even, uh, you know, for a horse like Home Affairs just second up off an 1,100-metre run. I think one, uh, one of the interesting little factors, you know, looking at the last four to 14 races, last 10 TJ Smith and the last four Everest, there's been 54 horses either first up or second up and only one's won, and that's Santa Ana Lane. Um, and Santa Ana Lane seemed to be the only horse, really, who could actually run well second up uh, in these sort of 1,200, you know, group ones, and I'm classing the Everest as a group one. So, you know, these are really brutally run top quality 1200 meter races. And I think you need to be fit. Um, uh, and, you know, what's interesting is um, you've got quite a few in the market here, Classique Legend um, uh, and uh, Libertini first up. And then you've got Eduardo Guitra second up, um, as well as Home Affairs. And, and I think if it's, you know, a, a strongly run 1200 in this sort of class, that's another 
another piece that uh, you know makes life a lot harder for them. In regard, Simon, uh, classic legend, the vulnerability has to be there. Les saying yesterday, I'll be holding my breath the last 80 metres, and particularly if it's first up on a heavy, if it's soft to heavy. Yeah, I'm going to say classic legend can't win. I'll be staggered if he's able to win that on Saturday. It'll be one of the best training performances we've ever seen. Mm. To not have a run in close to a year, he's coming off a bleed, coming back from Hong Kong. I had a quick look at, we've sent about 30 horses to Hong Kong in the last 20 years for the group ones, and only two have won first up when they come back, Mm. sunlight and buffering with the two. So it's certainly not easy, and I think he's running headfirst in, you know, these are one of the best sprints we'll see in some time. Natureship Eduardo, they're world-class. So if he's to beat them on the weekend off what he's had to endure in terms of the setbacks, you know, no trial, you know, he's only had trials, hasn't raced, it'd be unbelievable. So I'll certainly be losing on the race if Classic Legend can win. Uh, but at the same time, I'll be cheering Les Bridge because it'll be an unbelievable training effort. It will be. The market just starting to change a little bit. Classic Legend had been favourite all the way along. Now this morning, it's joint favourite with Nature Strip. So we're starting maybe to see a, a, a true market, if I can put it across that way, Simon, that people are now only days away. We're seeing some weather and they're starting to think whether Classic can actually do it. Sorry, Andrew, we've just lost audio. We didn't catch any of that. Okay. Uh, can you hear me now? Just nod your head. Can you hear me now? No, you've lost I can, me. I can, you, I can hear you, Andrew. You can hear me, Dean. Okay. Uh, so, Dean, do you think the market is starting to work around now that Nature Strip will end up the favourite in the race? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, he's starting to firm and, and uh, you can sort of get 4, 4.20 now. I think he'll... He could well end up similar to his, his TJ Smith price, where they, they really crunched him late in that race, and you know he sort of ended up uh, he was three fifty into three dollars. I think we'll certainly get into sort of three fifty by Saturday, uh, assuming they, they take a set against the likes of Classic Legend um, and a few of these other runners like you know Wild Ruler and Libertini and the likes, who, who probably they just won't have a price um, if the track's really wet. Okay, the one that we haven't mentioned in this is Mask Crusader. Uh, we know how quickly this horse can let down, Simon. What's your view on this sort of ground? Yeah, I think the the key issue for Mask Crusader on the weekend is they just haven't really put him into the race at all, uh, come back. And Barrier 9 just says they're going to go back again. So I don't think... I think Classic Legend's going to struggle to run down Eduardo and Nature Strip. And Mask Crusader's going to settle two or three pairs further back than Classic. So... I don't think Mask Crusader can win either. Um, I know taking a set against two of the market leaders, but I just struggle to see him being able to pick them up. They're not going to come back to him as easy as Standout did. It looked really good, his win last start, but in terms of the actual figures and the sectionals he ran, it wasn't that impressive or not to the level he's going to need to run to on the weekend. We thought he would off his first up win. It was really impressive at Caulfield, but he just hasn't taken that next step. He might, you know, Team Hawks, Supreme Grand Final trainers, but... The map for me is the big query for Mask Crusader. You, you have to be an out-and-out superstar to stand up these horses and run them down. I'm just not sure he's at that level. He's got to jump better, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, but, yeah. but then if he races closer, you don't want to take away that powerful finish. It's a, it's a slightly complicated for Tommy, but uh, Tommy Berry, who takes the ride. All right, we want to look at the Caulfield Cup. So let's just get your overview on the Everest, Simon. Who are the top two or three in the market as it stands, or two or three in the race for you? 
Yeah, I'd say for me, Nature's Chip, I agree with Dean. I think he'll continue to firm. I think if you want to be in his corner, I'd be backing him today because uh, as this rain keeps coming, I expect the market to keep trending towards Nature's Chip. So he's on top. I think Eduardo is a big chance. I know Query at a strong 1,200, but on what he did fresh, he's a better horse second up. He leads, you know, and he'll handle the going. Uh, happy to be against Classique Legend. And Gaitra is probably the one for us that... In terms of the market, we'd have him a bit closer uh, to the top two uh, than what the current market has. So it's nature ship for me. I think perfect preparation from Chris Waller. He's mirrored what he did last uh, preparation. One fresh, came off at a touch. The 14-day break between runs into his second run is the thing you got to look at. When he's had more than three weeks between runs, that's when he really explodes. And it's the perfect prep with four weeks on the weekend. So nature ship on top, and I'd say Eduardo's the danger. Okay. Uh, what about you, Dean? Uh, your overview of the Everest? Yeah, I, uh, I, I do think Nature Strip's going to be extremely hard to beat. I think everything's got everything in his favour here. He's had the perfect prep. Uh, the wet track really uh, enhances his chances, and I, I think he's extremely hard to beat. Um, you know, I do think Mask Crusader, if it's not too wet, uh, is a potential danger. And, and just in the TJ Smith, he was pretty unlucky. He could have got fairly close to Nature Strip in that race. So I, I, I like that he's fourth up. I like that he's rock hard fit for this race. Uh, and I think the best roughy is probably the Inferno at sort of $26. I think he's the only one at sort of double figure odds who could surprise. You know, he's won group one over a mile. Uh, he'll be hitting the line really hard. Um, and I think at, at the value is probably the only other piece. And I, I'd say you know, Eduardo and Guitra are probably the only others who, who can win, in my opinion. Simon Donopoulos, you were the first to put Inferno in the map around the Everest and you've left it out. You haven't mentioned it. No, no, I think, I hope he runs well. I think, I agree with Dean, he's a good chance to run on into the placings. I just think, I'm just concerned with horses giving them a big start. They just, they don't come back to you as easy as you hope. But yeah. for Cliff and Connections, it's great to see him in the race. And, you know, if he can perform well on Saturday, then, you know, he's going to be running well in our races for a long time. So, 1,200 is a big tick. I was surprised how well he's been running over 1,000. Mm. So, fingers crossed he can measure up. He's about $21 at Bet365 right now. $4.40 Nature Strip is the uh, joint favourite there with Classique Legend. To the Caulfield Cup we go now, guys. And, Dean, I'll come to you first. Incentivise the barrier driver and goes, oh, shock, horror. He can't win from that draw. Moody says this morning there's more positive than negative. How are you reading it? Yeah, look, you know, it's a little bit more work for, for Brett Preble to do. Um, you know, he's going to have to find a, a position and, and, and see how aggressive he wants to be. We've sort of got, uh, you know, not a, not a heap of speed in this race. You know, possibly a horse like Quick Thinker might might push forward. But sort of homesman there, um, you know, the likes of maybe Delphi uh, that are sort of on paces. But you actually got a race where it's, um, uh, you know, a fair number of uh, back markers. And so... I don't think there's a lot of work that incentivizers is going to need to do to sort of get across there. And, uh, you know, I presume they're just going to be positive, try to ride them like the best horse and probably sit outside the leader. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think that the barrier draw is, uh, is ultimately what's going to beat incentivize. You just think it's uh, being third up on a wet track at 2,400? Yeah, look, I, I think uh, what's interesting with, with the Caulfield Cup, the, the overseas horses have been able to come up, obviously, off a break, and, and they're used to doing that and, and win it. But uh, with the Australian-trained horses in the last 10 years, um, you know, the only ones that have won have been at least fourth up. Um, so incentivized, you know, there's a bit of a, a challenge there. Mm. 
um, you know, there's another interesting little little piece that uh, you know, geldings has uh, been 90 geldings run the last 10 years and, and only one win. Uh, but six winners have been entires and three of them mares. Um, so he's got a couple of little challenges there. He's got that wet track third up. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's obviously not as though he can't win, but um, you know, my personal opinion in a race like this, the capacity field, uh, particularly with a wet track, it brings a few into them. You know, Tittles 50 is pretty skinny, and I'd rather be laying him than backing him personally. Uh, Peter Moody saying uh, before he joined my stable, he never used to lead. They've been leading because they've been slow race, uh, slow races, those wait for ages. So we'll wait and see. Uh, let's go to you, Simon. Give us your thoughts around the Caulfield Cup, the, the main hopes. Yeah, I think incentivise is the obvious. I think barrier 20, if we do get this rain by the end of the day, it's probably not going to be bad for him at the start. I think, you know, probably be out in the best ground. So from a weight adjusted ratings perspective, what we do at time form, he almost comes out on top, which is a huge tick uh, when you are looking at horses at the top of the weights. It's rare that it happens in these handicaps. So he's obviously got strong claims. What price he gets to, that's going to be the query. I think agree with Dean. Inside two to one is probably too short. Uh, just with the unknowns on the wet track. But, you know, they bet better than two to one on Saturday. I, I dare say I'll be fairly interested in his chances. I think Monophilia is the one that's probably been ignored by the market, certainly from a ratings perspective. That Metropolitan win rates well uh, for us. She looks well-placed at the weights and she handles the going. So there was a query on her getting 2,400 prior to the Metropolitan, but, you know, a great Hugh Bowman ride and, she was too good, middle draw, perfect. Uh, I think, you know, she looks overs at $17. I think she's certainly capable of running a big race. Nonconformist also jumps off the page on the quick backup. Good setup going onto a testing track. He's obviously gone to a new level. This preparation, uh, the wide draw, you'd imagine he rolls over, possibly with incentivise. I don't think the draw is too bad for him. They look to be the two, and Delphi as well. Obviously, looks to have, you know, solid claims. Not often Damien Oliver rides uh, down in the weights. And that's a good push as any. And again, the quick backup uh, looks to be a good setup for him going onto a testing track, even though it is sort of an unknown. But they'd be the main four for me. Um, interesting with incentivise. I suppose the one knock, I was hoping we get a dry track because if that's the case and he won well, uh, I thought there was a good chance he'd back up in the Cox Plate where now... You know, a testing, if we do get onto a heavy track, 2,500 metres, it's unlikely uh, to see him back up in that. But, look, it's a great Caulfield Cup. There was a chance, as mentioned, that Incentivise is going to jump odds on and now we've got a real open race and it looks a great betting race. I'm glad you mentioned Monophilia. David Payne's horses don't get too many pushes because he's low-key, so therefore the horses are low-key and don't get a lot of PR. But I reckon she's a live chance. $17 right now gets a gun rider Jai McNeil rode her on Tuesday to get a feel I, I really like her what about you Dean yeah look I, I think there's a few here that uh, have a chance of toppling uh, incentivize the chosen one you know he ran third in this race last year he was only beaten a length by the likes of uh, very elegant and Anthony Van Dyke um, and then he ran fourth in the Melbourne Cup he's been flying this prep he was third in the Fian uh, and, and last start really flew home uh, you know, was written really soft and just hit the line very, very quickly in the Herbert Power. Uh, you know, he was, he was carrying 59 there and he ran the quickest uh, last 800, last 600, last 400 of the day. So he's absolutely flying the chosen one, uh, Murray Baker. He knows how to win the group ones over here. And I think he's a really, really big chance. Uh, Explosive Jack's another 
that, you know, this wet track and just stepping up to 2,400 metres when no other Karen Ma horses really jump out of the ground once they get up to this trip. Uh, you know, he won the ATC and SA derbies as a three-year-old and I really liked his run in the turbul when he was fifth. He ran the, he ran the quickest uh, last 800. He went quicker than uh, incentivised there. Uh, barrier one, not not really ideal, but we'll just have to see how the track plays. But, you know, I think he's a, he's a live chance. And young Werther, you know, ran really well um, in the in the Turnbull. He ran sort of second to incentivise against the bias. Uh, you know, he's, he's third up here, but Danny O'Brien has a, has a great record in, in this race. Uh, he won with Master O'Reilly, Quinella's it that year. Uh, he managed to get Val and Declare to run second and second up. Um, so I think they are three that are really uh, key chances in the race and, and probably a couple of really big odds if, if the rain really comes and it's sort of, Slow seven to heavy, you know, a horse like Quick Thinker, um, I think could actually, uh, you know, bob up here once he gets up to that sort of staying trip. He's, he's won a derby, he's won a chairman's uh, on wet tracks. That's where he really excels. Um, and even a horse like Charm Star at huge odds, I think, is ran placed in uh, a couple of oaks as a three-year-old um, and had to jump from a mile to 2,400 last start, had no lunch. No luck, only beaten three lengths, 50 kgs, and it's sort of $90. Mm. Um, I think even she could uh, she could run a little race. There's a few there that you can think about, but in the end, the class prevails. The cream will come to the top, Dean. Don't worry, Modophilia is going to be bursting down the outside to win the Caulfield Cup, and David Payne <laughs> will be watching it all from Sydney. So uh, let's wait and see.